Hello and welcome to 10-Minute Inspirational Nuggets with Renee, where we inspire to endow you with a life-changing word, easy to feast on when you're on the go. Now, let's take a listen to today's nugget. Thank you for joining me as we embark upon episode three, where we inspire to encourage you this week to allow God to be the vigilante in your life. Despite the hard, difficult, atrocious things that happen in your life, if we would just be still and allow God to work, he'll take revenge on our behalf. This week's episode is titled Unimaginable Hardships. And it will be a story from the Bible of one of those women that encountered a hardship. And I'm sure that it will offer valuable clues as to how God might work in and through our lives when we are wounded. See, of the Bible's 1,189 chapters, only a handful are set before the fall. The rest details God's interaction with a changed race of people. Sin's entrance into the world resulted in the inversion and the perversion of everything God intended for us. Once their fellowship with God was broken, wicked humans began to prey on one another. See, they inflicted intentional physical and emotional harm on each other. They left broken, hurting people in their wake. The Bible is filled with their stories. Of course, not all the victims in the scripture were treated wrongly by their fellow human beings. Some were wounded by the tragic loss of loved ones. Others suffered from serious illnesses or disabilities, uh, while some were born into unfortunate or uh, oppressive circumstances. The wounded people in scripture shared two things in common. They shared the comfort they received from God's spirit and the opportunities they had to witness his work firsthand. To be clear about it, God does not cause people to inflict pain on one another in order to accomplish the work he desires to be done. See, he does, however, allow people to experience the consequences of living in a fallen world. And we can attest to this. See, he works through and in the lives of hurting people to make himself known. Everything he do is for his good. While it may seem that God does not always intervene to set things right, sometimes he works in the lives of wounded people, like Dinah, to bring hope where none existed before. Sometimes he works righteous people to take action. And sometimes he uses an experience to emphasize the importance of remaining faithful to him. 
a little background on the story. It, it can be found in Genesis chapter 34, verse 1 through 7. And again, that is Genesis 34, verses 1 through 7. And the background is simply this, that Dinah, she was the daughter of Jacob and Leah. And she was out and about on her way to visit some of her women friends who lived quite close by. When she was seen by Hamer's son, Shechem. Shechem was the leader of the Hivites and when he saw her, he grabbed her and he raped her. But Shechem was attracted to Dinah. Yes, even after he raped her, he was attracted to her. So he told his father to arrange for him to marry her. Now, meanwhile, see, Jacob heard what had happened, but his sons were out in the fields with the cattle, so he did not do anything at the time. However, as time passed, Hamer arrived at Jacob's home just as Jacob's sons were coming in from work. Now, when they learned that their sister had been raped, they became furious, angry. Because nothing is more disgraceful than rape, and it must not be tolerated. So, I'm going to give you a phrase, and you've heard it. And you may think it doesn't apply in this case. But let's finish the story and see. The phrase is this, no good deed goes unpunished. Now, surely this phrase or its nearest Hebrew equivalent, it occurred to Dinah in the aftermath of the attack. See, she had been visiting, as we stated earlier, women near her campsite, building friendly relationships with her families and neighbors in Canaan. And that's what she was doing when Shechem, the prince of the region, spotted her. He seized her and he raped her. After the assault, the royal sex offender tried to romance Dinah with tender words. Can you imagine? He believed he could win her heart even after he'd forced himself on her. Shechem pleaded with his father, King Hamor, to arrange a marriage with Dinah. See, Hamor pitched the idea to Dinah's father, Jacob, and her brothers. The brothers at this time, remember, Originally, they didn't know, but as they entered the home from work, they found out that Shechem had done these bad things to their sister Dinah. And so they agreed to the marriage under one condition, that Shechem, along with every man in his family and every man in his hometown, had to be circumcised. Now, being circumcision was cultural. And because the men wanted to be a part of Jacob's wealth and his family, of course, you know, they was willing to do what it takes. So Shechem and his compadres jumped at the offer <laughs> uh, to be a part of Jacob's family. They were eager to intermarry with Jacob's family and they was eager to claim his wealth for their own. So every man in town went under the knife. Three days later, while they were rec still recovering from the the circumcision, 
Two of Dinah's brothers, Simeon and Levi, showed up with swords in their hands. And of course, on their mind, it was payback. They were looking to take this opportunity, this opportunity to take advantage or to get revenge. See, none of the townsmen were in any condition at this point to put up a fight because Simeon and Levi had slaughtered every last man as they were unable to defend themselves. See, Dinah's other brothers at the time, as they, as Simeon and Levi was slaughtering the other men, they took it upon themselves to plunder the town and to take the women and the children as captive. See, Dinah belonged to a culture in which revenge, right? Life for life, eye for eye, or tooth for tooth, as is noted in Exodus 21. You know, it's ruled, it's tribal relations. See, avenging their family's honor was the driving force behind Dinah's brother's rampage. If Dinah received any comfort, it came from God's spirit, not from the brother's violent outrage. Who can be a fine piece in that? See, passages such as Genesis 28 and 15 make clear that God is our ultimate source of comfort and protection. In fact, Dinah's brother's reprisal may have interfered with the healing process. Just imagine the conflict and emotions Dinah may have felt. The sadness over the misery inflicted on those who had nothing to do with her assault. Unfounded guilt over her complicity in those deaths. Vengeance is a weapon too dangerous for human understanding. Our idea of revenge cannot solve a problem. It can only escalate it. You see, God sees what we sometimes can't. He is loving and just. Leave vengeance to him. And I'll leave you with this scripture from Romans 12, verses 18 through 19. I want you, my friend, to do your best to live at peace with everyone. Don't try to get even. Right? Let God take revenge. Romans 12, 18 through 19 states, I am the one to take revenge and pay them back. Thanks for listening to another episode of 10-Minute Inspirational Nuggets. You can follow me on Twitter at B Renee Floyd. That's the letter B, R-E-N-E-E-F-L-O-Y-D. And on Instagram at Renee Floyd. I'd love if you would choose to partner with me today. See details in the description. Thanks for tuning in.